0: Hey, what up everybody, Tim Castleman here, and welcome to another edition of the Two Drink Tim Podcast. I am your host, Tim Kasselman, and I am sufficiently lubricated to begin this podcast. Sponsored by the old standard, the old reliable, hopefully the soon-to-be forgettable, Eldorado Rum. Sufficiently lubricated, I like that. That sounds like something like, hello honey, are you sufficiently lubricated for intercourse? Amazing, Wonderful. Fantastic. Thank you. And special thank you to all our podcast listeners who continue to send in your love and support via email, text messages, homing, pigeon, whatever, and the super special podcast listeners that leave a review for us on iTunes. Not sure if this is true or not, but if we get up to 1,000 reviews, they actually bring Steve Jobs back to life. Just a rumor. Not sure if it's true or not. I'll let you know once we hit the 1,000 reviews if that happens or not. Uh, A few of you guys have, uh, have actually asked this question via email, which is funny because I'm about to give you an email address, but had a few people hit me up and say, hey, Tim, I've got some questions related to my business that I'd love to have answered on the old Two Drink Tim podcast. What's the best way to do that? And of course, I would always say, send me a MacBook Air, and then I'll do practically anything that you want, almost anything. I'll do anything for love. But I won't do that, right? Uh, But if you do have a question that you'd like me to answer or address or speak on here at the 2 Drink Tim podcast, let me give you an email address. It's coincidentally the longest email address in the history of the world. It is contact, like spell out the word contact, Tim, T-I-M, Castleman, C-A-S-T-L-E-M-A-N at gmail.com contact tim castleman at gmail.com maybe i'll think about setting up a smaller email address uh, after this podcast but for this one and until i announce that change if you've got something you want me to talk about address on the podcast speak on give my opinion whatever it is feel free to shoot me an email contact tim castleman at gmail.com. And with that, let's get into this week's podcast. I'll tell you uh, that uh, I just came back from Paso Robles, which is wine country, which uh, is, uh, I think I hit the trifecta out there in California Uh, over the years. I went to Napa for my honeymoon. Then I went to Sonoma for a weekend. And then I went to Paso Robles for another wine weekend, uh, or as I will call it, the the Blackout Fest 2014. So actually, I was very proud. I did not uh, get that way. It was there was not a repeat of Mexico, Um, but we did find or stumble upon this wine festival where you paid 65 bucks and you got 60 different wineries, 60 different wineries over four hours. So it's like an all you can eat Chinese buffet, but for wine, but super condensed, right? So instead of like, hey, you know what? We're going to open this up. You got all day. You come, you drink, you have fun. You go at your own pace. You relax. They're like, listen, you've got 25 minutes to get in and to get out and get as much alcohol as you can, right? So that's pretty freaking crazy when you think about it. So while we were out there, the podcast episode for this week happened to me personally. So let's get right into it. And today I want to share with you guys um, the importance of status and experience when it comes to your own business. So let me tell you how this got done to me and then how you can do it to others for fun and profit okay my wife loves wine uh, when I met her I took her to several wineries for uh, several of our dates she was not a drinker and specifically not a wine drinker um, back then but it was cheap alcohol it got her a little tipsy tipsy you know what that means she means she goes to bed early and wakes up hungover and needs to be helped the next day isn't that sexy right um, so wine has kind of been our thing we got engaged Engaged at a winery. We got married at a winery. You know, if we drink enough, uh, we'll probably be buried at a winery. So of course, she's like, hey, you know what would be really fun? Let's take a weekend trip out to Paso Robles and, and go explore wine country. And I'm like, sure, that sounds awesome. On the road with thousands of other drunk people in California. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, so we go to the wine festival and then we go find a few of her favorite wineries. One of her favorite wineries is a winery uh, simply named Justin. I don't know if that reminds her of her ex-boyfriend or something like that, but she really likes Justin Wines. So our last day, she's like, hey, you know, we went to that uh, wine festival yesterday, uh, but I really want to go to Justin Winery. Can we do that? I'm like, yes, honey, anything to make you happy and maybe possibly uh, play with my genitalia later. Anything that I can do to make that occur, I'm down. So she's like, all right, let's go. So she puts it in the old Google Maps. Come to find out Justin Winery is an hour away from where we are. and She's like, well, you know, we're still going to go. And I'm like, sounds good. Awesome. Are we, are we walking on foot? Please, please tell me this day can get so much better. So, um, so we go out there. We find it. And when I mean it's back road, I mean this is a destination winery. This isn't something you stumble upon. This is something you actively have to go out and seek. So we're taking all these windy two-lane roads and we're stopping at wineries along the way. And finally we arrive at the Mecca, which is just a winery. And they have a beautiful Beautiful building. You walk in, it's hardwood floors. It's exactly how you would picture a winery to be. They've got granite and marble countertops. They've got people there to to provide drinks to you. They've got like an inside fridge. They've got a little bed and breakfast there. They've got a restaurant that, by the way, has like a three month waiting list. I think that's just because that's how long it takes the average user to find it, right? They've got everything there uh, for you to enjoy. So we go, we do a little tasting. We're sitting at one of the tables, and this is when it happens. We're sitting there and I hear this couple um, talking with one of the wine people and they're talking about the Justin Wine Club and how you can decide to join their their wine club and for two shipments a year you know you can spend anywhere from 200 to 500 dollars per shipment to have their wine shipped exclusively to you Pretty standard stuff, not interested. But then he says the magic words. He says, by the way, when you become a member, your tastings today are free. And we have a private members only area where you get one-on-one personal attention on the other side of the estate. And you go there and we've got these big comfy leather couches. And, you know, we've got someone there to get you drinks and cheese and food and, you know, just a frolic of fun people and drunks and all that stuff. So the guys ask asking some more questions already in my head. I'm like, we're signing up for that fucking wine club. Like we are signing up for the wine club. So the guy talks to them, totally ignores me. Totally passes by me, you know, and doesn't even come say anything. So I go up to get my next little taste and I'm like, hey, I'd like to have someone speak to me about the wine club. So have someone come to me and speak to me. Now, what is that? Why did I do that? Well, that's a status thing, right? I don't want to come up there like any schlep and be like, hey, can you tell me about the wine club? It's like, no, no, I'm important enough. I have enough status, quote unquote, right? To have someone personally come speak to me. So this lady comes down and she gives the exact identical presentation. I could not get my wallet out of my pocket fast enough to sign up for this wine club. And here is why I was willing to spend $500 a year to get wine shipped to me because I wanted access for the 30 minutes we had left at this winery to that private members only area. Why did I really want it? Well, there's a couple reasons. The big reason is my wife loves that winery. I thought it'd be a really cool thing. She she planned an amazing, awesome trip. So I said, you know what? I kind of, I don't want to say this is a reward, but like, hey, I know my wife loves that wine. It'd make her weekend. Let's join it. But why did I really, why did I join that, the non-wine drinker? Because I wanted the status of being able to say, well, I'm a Justin Wine Club member. That's an okay status. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. But I also wanted to have the ability to go to the private members only area now think about this i've already driven one hour one way to go to this winery out in the middle of bfe okay we've already spent money on the tasting now i want to join their wine club that i'm only going to get to use this facility one time for 30 minutes because i wanted access to the vip area and if i'm honest with myself One of the reasons that I wanted that was because the guy ignored me, right? The guy didn't even come talk to me and it was like, I'll show him that I'm worthy of this status by paying for it. Right? So long story short, we pay for it. I'm like, yes, I'm like, get your shit. We're going to the VIP area. And the lady goes, Oh, thank you so much for signing up. By the way, I checked our VIP area. Yeah, it actually closed two minutes ago. So thank you very much. So here I am, I'm a Justin Wine Club member now, and I can't even go to the thing that I wanted to go to that was gonna give me this fulfillment of not only having status but an amazing experience, okay? I wasn't gonna be like the regular schleps like, I, like we were all weekend where it's like you're fighting for elbow space, trying to get uh, wine poured into a Dixie cup and they give you like a quarter of a half of an ounce, right? I was going to be important. I was going to be in my members area and I was going to be able to sit down on a comfy leather couch and I was going to be able to have wine and grapes and cheese brought to me. I might even have my own personal fanboy if, I, if you know, I paid extra. I, I don't know because I never got to see the damn thing. But I was willing to pay money because of the status and because of the experience. And honestly, it's not the first time I've had to do that. You see, my wife, about three years ago, discovered a little pursemaker by the name of Jorge Vuitton, English spelling Louis Vuitton, right? And I don't know who I need to punch in the face for introducing her to these purses, but she went on a big coach rampage, right? She started making some decent money, and suddenly we had to have coach everything, right? And then not really that bad, but we had several handbags and several clutches and several purses and several wallets, and they all have to be matching. And I have something that goes with this black suit, but not with this off-black suit, and this white, and what about this, and there's a chartreuse color, and it's at an outlet, and it saves us a bunch of money. Like, all the shit that they just say to confuse your brain to where you're like, oh, okay, and just like give up the wallet, you know? She's like, and then, you know, Hillary at work out, it's like, oh, just stop. Just take my wallet. Just... Uh, Just five minutes of peace, please. That's all I ask for, right? Well, apparently, Coach was no longer uh, good enough or no longer the preferred brand, okay? So she gets introduced to Louis Vuitton by someone that I still need to be introduced to so I can appropriately pay them back with a full-on punch to the mouth, right? And one day, we're in Dallas, and we stop, and we go look at a Louis Vuitton store, and she's like, why don't we go into this Louis Vuitton store? I'm like, really? I can't just get like a vasectomy with no Novocaine right now? Right? I'm sure that's what they give you, right? Novocaine, they just use that for your teeth and your balls, right? I mean, if you're a medical doctor and that's not true, feel free to reach out to me. Okay? So, um, so we go in this Louis Vuitton store and she's like, I just want to look, right? Which is just something. I love that. Like, how come I can't go into a strip club? I just want to look too. But apparently if I do that, I got to sleep on the couch. If you do that, you get a $1,700 purse. I don't get it. Help me out here, America. Okay? So we go in and we look, and like I'm like, okay, show me the chair. Like the sales like, what do you need, sir? I'm like, I need a chair. I need to be left the hell alone while you guys do your women thing and you know, somehow spend me out of house and home. I, I don't know what's gonna happen. So she's like, Oh, not a problem. So she takes me comfy leather chair and she goes, Would you like something to drink? And I was like, I would love a Diet Coke. Not a problem, sir. So she disappears behind this wall. Next thing I know, they bring out this little aluminum can of Diet Coke. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. It's also the most expensive Diet Coke that I've ever had in my life. So I'm sitting back and I'm watching my wife go through this entire process, right? And they're bringing out bags and they're all in these beautiful covers. And they've got white linen gloves on. And they're like, try it on and imagine it with your name and initials in it. And what, you know, what would you use this for? Where would you wear it? Like they're doing all the sales question. All the, uh, is for non-sales people, the assumptive clothes. Like, well, would you wear this with an evening gown? Or would you just bring this to work every day? You know, they're at McDonald's. Which of the two are you going to do with it? So it's not a question of if you're going to buy it. It's, well, tell me how you're going to use it, right? Important little sales tip I just dropped on you right there. So... I say no. I get out of there. We escape to New York a few months later, and she's with a girlfriend, and I get the call. She's like, honey. Baby doll, I love you. You're the greatest. Do you think maybe I could spend us back into the Stone Ages here at the Louis Vuitton store? I'm only saying this because I know my wife's going to watch this and walk in and just immediately punch me in the shoulder. In fact, I hope you're laughing at it right now because right now at this point, she's marching her way into this office getting ready to do it. So uh, just uh, no, I took one for the team there, okay? Um, and lo and behold, uh, you know, I bit the bullet and we bought her, her, her Louis Vuitton bag, right? Her only Louis Vuitton bag that she'd ever want in the history of the world. Well, what do you think happened less than a year later when we were in Las Vegas? Oh, baby, we're at the Bellagio, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, you should definitely come in and check out the Louis Vuitton store. Like, oh, that sounds amazing. I would love to just spend more money needlessly, not at a craps or blackjack table. Thank you. So we go to the Louis Vuitton store. They do the same thing. They sit me down. They bring me a Diet Coke. But they go one up. They're like, hey have you guys seen the water show at the bellagio we're like well yeah we're not idiots right we've seen it and they're like oh well you haven't seen it like this and they open this private patio for my wife and i to sit on and watch the bellagio water show why they bring us i think they i can't remember if it was champagne or they brought us a drink i'm sure they roofied me Right, and that's the only way I would agree to buy another purse. Is I probably was roofied, and we sat on this balcony and we watched the water show. And the you are so close to the show, the spray from the water actually gets on you a little bit. Like that's how close it is. And then the lady comes out and goes, "So, um, did you guys want to go ahead and get her initials in this bag, or just take it as is right now?" And that is how we got Louis Vuitton too. So, what is the point of all of that? drama and the thousands of dollars I spent on your behalf to make my wife and you happy is I finally I sat her down at dinner and I was like, okay, listen, the fact that we're eating at Schnitzel and having chili cheese dogs for the next ten years, I just gotta know why I agreed to do that. And you have to explain to me why is it why do women like these bags? And why do they like buying them and wearing them and stuff like that? And my wife laid it out for me. She let me in. uh, She gave me just a little peek into the craziness of the female culture. She said, well, the first thing is the experience. I mean, you go in, the stores are clean. You have your own personal sales representative. They bring the bags out of the other bags with little gloves and they show them to you, right? And they give you a little drink and you get to try it on. She said, that's the first thing. The second thing is the service. If you ever have an issue with it, you can bring it in and They'll fix it for you, and you know that they're good to go, and they, you know, they last a long time, which I come to find out is bullshit, by the way, um, you know. And if you ever have an issue, they'll fix it for you. Also bullshit. I mean, they will fix it for you, but you got to pay for it. Not like, hey, I bought this seventeen hundred dollar bag. This is good for life. It's like it's good for the next four seconds, sir. Anything beyond this door, you have to pay for right but the other reason that women buy this stuff and the other it's the same reason they wear makeup and dress fancy is to one feel feel good about themselves but two to show off to other women right because for the rest of the weekend right that louis vuitton bag if it wasn't on the shoulder the bag that carried the louis vuitton bag was was around it was ever present and she told me she said i want to keep the bags keep the bags like uh, are we going to use them for anything no no i just want to keep the bag and i want to keep the box and i want to keep the little tissue paper and the little thing Because it's part of that experience. So not only does she have the status of, hey, look at me, I'm important, I have a Louis Vuitton bag. She has the experience that she went through, but then she gets to go rub in other people's faces. Now, she would never do that intentionally. My wife is a wonderful woman. But experiences like that come up naturally to share with others. Oh, I went down to, you know, we went to Vegas and we had a great time. We sat out on the patio. They gave us champagne. We watched the Bellagio water show. And then Tim cried himself to sleep for the next week. Like it was beautiful, right? Because she got everything there. She got status. She got an experience and she got bragging rights consciously and subconsciously and because I feel like I kind of beat up on my wife there I'll tell you my very own borderline stalking story so there's a band uh, by the name of honey 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 spelled honey honey no space an amazing band, I first heard about them on the Joe Rogan podcast, and I instantly fell in love. I, I youtubed them, I watched like a ton of videos and i don 't know the lead singer 's voice was powerful they 're just like a duet, the duo duet, whatever the hell whatever you say it right and um, and they were just amazing and at the time, they were going wanting to go I think it was they wanted to go on tour or something, but they needed money to go on tour because touring 's expensive in the new uh, music economy. They, uh, they just didn't have the money to do it. So they, uh, they did a Kickstarter. And for those of you who are not familiar with Kickstarter, first of all, wake up. Go to kickstarter.com, check out some stuff. But basically, it's like, hey, if you'll back us and give us some money, we'll do X, Y, Z for you. So they had like, we'll send you a CD, we'll send you a virtual hug, you know, we'll, uh, they, I mean, everything. We'll come play at your house, we'll come play at your, um, you know, your bar, or whatever. We'll do a 30-minute Skype session, all of these things. Now, I had just got to know them, um, so I wasn't willing to have them come play at my house. But what I did do was I did by a VIP backstage experience. Okay, I can't remember. It was either $250 or $500. I really don't remember it, it was that because I wanted to support them. So I felt good. Right? I was doing something good. I get to support this band that plays amazing music that I love. And two, I get status and an experience. I get to be backstage. I'm a VIP according to this handwritten lanyard I have to wear around my neck. And I get to have an experience of hanging out with them backstage and chatting with them and getting to know them and, and all that great stuff. So let me set the scene for you. They're six hours away from us. That's the closest they came to where I live. So me and a buddy, we hop in our vehicle. We drive six hours one way. So 12-hour round trip, okay? We get there. We got to get a hotel for the night, right? We got to hang out the night before, and then we're going to hang out with them that night. So we got to get a hotel for two nights, right? I know they like to drink, okay, and partake in other party activities. So I bring a full bar with me. Okay, I bring a a bottle of Jameson, right, and some party favors, and I I bring them to the band. Now, Now, really, as I'm saying this, it's starting to click in that maybe, just maybe, I didn't get the best part of this deal. But think about this, right? Hey, can I pay you $500 to drive six hours to bring you booze and party favors and hang out with you? Can I, can I do that so I can have this status and experience? And they're like, well, hell, yes, you can, Tim. We'll gladly take your money and then disavow all knowledge of you after the fact, right? So so we do the money. Uh, we do the money. I already paid the money. So we go down there. We watch the show. The lead singer has an amazing voice. Check them out if you think that you're into that type of music. I think you'll you'll love them. Check out uh, Yours to Bear on YouTube um, and just a couple of their great songs. So I go behind backstage and then we get put in this private little room and it's just me and Ben and Susan Santos and we're talking for a few minutes and then Susan's like, I gotta go work the merchandise booth, aka this guy's a nerd and talking about business too much. I'm getting the fuck out. And then Ben and I hang out. We play pool, right? We, we, uh, we hang out. We drink that whole bottle of Jameson. We have some party favors together and it is truly a night that I pray I never forget in my life. That's how special and meaningful that night was to me. But think about that. I paid for that status and experience. The band gave their time, very graciously, I might add. But I willingly paid a few hundred dollars. I took two days out of my business. I drove. I stayed overnight in the hotel. I brought the party to them just to hang out with them. Because I wanted to have that experience and I wanted to be able to share that experience as I frequently do on podcasts, on in emails, you know, on Facebook, whatever. So I got status, I got an experience, and I got bragging rights. But here's something else I got, right? I got personalized attention. And I got something that was only created for me. You see, we were the only people in VIP that day. So really, I got two and a half hours of one-on-one time with a band that I truly think, if they get their shit together, will be one of the top bands in the country in the next five to ten years. Hopefully sooner. But that's on them. And things aren't looking so promising because they are artists. Not uh, business people, and they don't seem to want to do much of the business stuff, sadly. So here's how I want you to think about this whole experience as it relates to it, okay? I want you to think of it as like a triangle that's got two lines in it. And the bottom part of the triangle is everyone. The middle of it is many, and the top of it is few. You need to set up your business experience, status, okay, structure, whatever you want to call it, right? Business experience and bragging rights in that status. So let me give you an example in the IM world. Everyone can buy my $17 PDF. Many can buy my group coaching. Only a few can be in my private label mastermind group. So everyone can buy the beginning. Everyone, some people can buy the, the middle. Not everyone can buy the end. And of course, the more they spend, the closer they get to me. The PDF is just my written words, right? The middle part is just me on, not even on video, just my voice training them over multiple weeks. The top part could be video. It could even be us meeting in person and hanging out in person. So everyone, many, few. Let me give you it through the band analogy, right? Everyone can buy my CD. A lot of people can attend my show a few people can get backstage and take photos with me. Avril Lavigne just had this big blow up Um, I can't remember if it was 400 or 4000 blame that on the old El Dorado but people paid several hundred to several thousand dollars to get a photo with her and they were instructed stay four feet away do not touch her at any time do not even look in her direction so they posted a bunch of photos of her like standing like a skeleton Waiting with people next room now. I'd have been pissed if I would paid that amount of money and that happened But guess what? I guarantee you those people still posted those photos on Facebook on Instagram or on Twitter wherever to share that status to talk about the experience and to get the bragging rights, okay? You can do that in almost any business even restaurants. I know Steve's out there restaurants anyone can make a reservation right Many can probably make a a private tasting or like a one night a month where we have our own uh, VIP event. Few people can get to chef's table. One time when I was in Caesar's Palace, a buddy of mine who makes way more money than me, got to chef's table at Delmonico Steakhouse. We got to sit there. The chef prepared all the food, explained it to us, cooked it for us, shared it and, and served it for us. And everything was done paired with wine. It was awesome. Amazing experience crazy status, and I got bragging rights because I got to share that with everyone that I know. And you can keep it really simple, right? Something I, I really laugh at is bands these days. I love bands. I love independent musicians I love people struggling out there to make it but they just don't have no business sense or very little business sense and here's what I mean by that they spend all this money $30, forty-five thousand. 45000 I don't have a freaking clue let's just say it's 25 grand actually I do have a clue cuz I've talked to them 25 grand is what it costs to get uh, most albums done on the independent scene so they spent $25000 putting 12 songs together so that you can put it onto a CD that you can sell it for five or ten bucks at a show. Okay? Here's the thing nobody buys freaking CDs. When I was growing up, back in, when life was in black and white, right? Like the number one Billboard artist, to be number one, you had to sell like a million, a million, five, maybe even two million albums that week to be the number one artist. Do you know what that is today? Today, in 2014, it is 300,000. So look at that. They've lost a million record sales a week just to become the number one. Nobody buys CDs. That's what I'm trying to get around. Okay. Nobody fucking buys CDs. I don't want your CD. I have Spotify. I have every album, every musician, anything and everything I want. I have at my fingertips between YouTube, Pandora, Spotify. I don't need anything. Right. I just don't. I I don't need your CD because anyone can get that CD. Now, I understand CDs are important for touring and stuff like that, so I'm not suggesting that bands don't make CDs, but here's what I am suggesting. When I go to your show, you know what I'm going to remember most about that is, holy shit, what an amazing show. The first time I saw Honey Honey, I was blown away by her powerful voice, okay? That's the only reason I still listen to them, truthfully, because I have tried unsuccessfully to help them with their business stuff and they just don't get it, right? They just don't get it. They just, uh, you know, I talked about in a previous podcast about uh, loyalty being a two-way street and, and it's okay for you to push as long as they're pushing too. Well, I'm pushing, they're not doing anything, and eventually uh, you, can't, you can't push rope, right? You just can't. And it's eventually got to be like, you know what, uh, I'm really smart. Uh, they apparently don't value the input that I have, so I'm just going to back away. But what I've told every band that I know of, and there's one guy who did it, and he, he gave me the idea, so hats off to Ryan Montblue for, for this suggestion is, I love that show that I was at. And you could give me a choice. You could say, well, Tim, you could get this CD that everyone could get. Or you could get an MP3 download of tonight's show immediately following the show on this USB drive that you can plug into a computer you can put on your iPad. That you can do whatever the hell you want to with it. Which one would you choose? Uh, Ten out of ten times. Okay, nine out of ten times, they're going to pick that live show. Think about that. Instead of spending twenty five grand recording an album, how about they probably spend five or ten grand to get that set up, maybe even less, right, as technology gets cheaper and cheaper, and then have the ability to actually have a merchandise table that does this weird thing called sell merchandise. Think about that for a second, right? hey, no, no, no. I don't just have the Honey Honey album. I have the July 4th, 2014 show that I was at when Ben and Susan got drunk on stage and started punching each other in the face. I have it right here, mp3, get it. Personalization, status, experience, bragging rights. I get all of that. I get the Holy Trinity, if you will. So in your business, you have to find ways to give people the status, the experience, the bragging rights, and the personalization whenever possible. People will pay for it. I'm proof that time after time after time, I will pay for it. I remember at the last traffic and conversion I went, put on by the Honorable Ryan Dyson Company, right? Um, Contractually and legally obligated to say that. Not really. just thought it was funny. They had an upgrade for you to get a table. Like you could be VIP or you could, I think it was like black VIP uh, and black VIP, you've got a table and you may think, well, uh, no one needs a table. Well, if you're at an internet marketing conference and you got a laptop and you're taking notes, you might want a table. So you're willing to pay for that. The other day when I was coming home from my flight, they were like, hey, for nine bucks more, you can upgrade to the first boarding group instead of the third boarding group so you can actually take your checked luggage or your your carry-on luggage and actually secure a spot for it. Businesses are finding ways to upgrade you. If you don't believe me, next time you go on a flight, listen to it. We got the diamond, we got the ruby, we got the sapphire, we got the broken glass, we have the crack pipe, we have the X, the Y, the Z. Why do people buy first class? It's a better experience. It gets status. You have experience. You have personalization, customization. Any business out there can find a way to do that. And with increased price comes increased touch and accessibility to the main person, the main driver, the main deal. Right. If you want a restaurant, why can't your chefs do a chef dinner? Why can't they have a special guest? You may not book it every night, but as Dan Kennedy says, it's a slack adjuster, right? It's like, hey, I, you know, if Honey Honey or any band that I really loved said, hey, you know what? For an extra $100, we'll do the VIP thing with you. I would take them up on it as often as I could and as often as it made sense. That's an easy $250 a night, 50 bucks a night, 100 bucks a night. It doesn't matter. You know why? Because it's money created out of nothing. Look, if you're the opening act, which a lot of these bands that I like uh, and follow are, you have to stay through the main act anyway. And you got someone out selling merchandise for you, so you're already at the bar, you're already drinking, you're already hanging out. Why not let somebody into your inner circle for a few minutes and make a few hundred dollars to do it? If you're already doing coaching, why not offer some one-on-one coaching? The thing I will tell you about coaching, by the way... To go high because I had a $5,000 coaching program which was awesome for me but I don't feel like the people got the amazing part out of it because believe it or not it wasn't enough it was one of those things that it's painful but it's not so painful that it spurs you into action. It's not like, holy crap, I just spent a house on this coaching program. It's like, eh, you know, it really sucks. It's like a gym membership. Like, oh, man, man, I've, I've got to pay this gym membership. It's 40 bucks a month. I don't do anything. Man, that really sucks. But, you know what, it's still uh, about the cost of dinner one night a month. So, you know, it's, it's painful, but it's not too painful. But I guarantee if I was paying a personal trainer $50 a session, I wouldn't be missing it because if I did, I'd have to pay out the wazoo. So there you have it, my friends. Find a way to incorporate status, experience, give your customers bragging rights and customization or personalization, and your business and your business will prosper. I almost guarantee it. In fact, hell no, not almost. I do guarantee it. So with that, this brings the end to another fantastic, amazing, wonderful Two Drink Tim podcast. Got some special ones coming up for you. You guys will be getting uh, uh, some notification of that in the coming weeks and months. Again, I appreciate your time and attention. Please, if you would be so kind, leave a review on iTunes. I thank you so much for listening to another edition of the Two Drink Tim podcast. And I can't wait to do it again.